Are the Egyptian pyramids giant radio receivers for deep space? Was Prince really a prince of an alien royal family? Answers to these... Answer... It's too paranormal, you can't even deliver it. Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host today, Kit Greer, joined by my professional paranormal host investigator, Mr. Rory Powers. Boo! Alright, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> so, welcome to This Paranormal Life. This is the podcast where every week we dissect, rip apart, investigate a different paranormal claim, beast, tale, or whatever, and try and find out what is the truth behind the mystery as professional paranormal investigators. Yeah, it's not an easy job. It's not. But someone's got to do it. Someone's got to put their life on the line. It's their right. name on the line. <laughs> Fake name on the line. <laughs> so I, Steve Christopherson, <laughs> will investigate with my reputation on the line. Well, I've got a crazy one for you today, Roy. A big Ooh. story. Okay. And you're going to have to pretend like I didn't already tell you the premise before we started the podcast. You told Rory. You didn't tell Chris. <laughs> no, Steve Christopherson. Christopherson. Yeah. That's true. Steve is dumb. Yeah. Steve doesn't remember shit. What is... What- what does Steve Christopherson sound like? Uh, I think I think uh, I think Chris uh, Chris Steve Christopherson would sound like this. Yeah, he'd be a little bit timid. He's a bit stuttery. He's a bit timid. But, yeah. he, but he does love his po- he does love his paranormal podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't know why he, uh, uh, Steve is stuttering so much. He used to be confident, and then a ghost <laughs> spooked the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> not that confident. He was like, he's such an alpha guy, <laughs> and then one day he got scared so bad. <laughs> he used to be a jock. His name was Brad, and then he got scared down to a Chris. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. <laughs> You're finding it so hard to remember his name. That's, really? That's how forgettable he is. That's how scared he got. <laughs> he doesn't even remember his own name. Whatever. But the the, the, the police matter. show up and it's like, it's like, oh, that sounds terrifying. We're going to get to the bottom of this, uh, Mr. Dave will do. Okay. So this topic actually comes as a listener submission from Mr. Stephen P. Thanks for the uh, tip, Stephen. Thanks, dude. So I'm going to take you back in time, like always. Nice. This time to 1492. Hey, that's when Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stop giving you so much time to interrupt the me. The story was actually really about Christopher. Wow. <laughs> it's a rough night on the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> so it is Christopher it Columbus. Is Christopher <laughs> Christopher Columbus standing on the deck of the Santa Maria. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I shouldn't have. I jumped it. There's I jumped so it. much stuff that you don't know. And <laughs> that you was a really knew weird... <laughs> specific date. That was a weirdly, yeah. It was in May, actually, as well. Christopher Columbus is standing on the deck of the Santa Maria, sailing through the Bahamas for the first time. He's sailing towards an island, what we now know as Guanahani. Freedom. <laughs> The land of the eagle and hot babes with chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> what we now know is Trash Island. <laughs> yeah, Iguanahani. Okay. Which apparently is uh, an island in the Bahamas. When looking out to the ocean, he saw what appeared to be a candlelight flickering in the distance. It rose up into the air, slowly, higher and higher into the sky. What in the hell? He might have thought he was imagining it, but his crewmates saw it too. And it wasn't just his ship but also the crews of the Pinta and the Nina saw it too. All his ships saw the same mysterious light. Oh. Columbus later wrote about this journey in his, in his journals. 
He said, There exists the possibility of never leaving this legendary sea. My compass acts strangely. The sea seems to have the ability to draw things in from all over the Atlantic like a catch basin. That's because Columbus was sailing in a region of the ocean we now know as the Bermuda Triangle. <gasps> so tell me, Rory, how much do you know about the Bermuda Triangle? But, I mean, aside from the shape, location? it's a circle. <laughs> First, the Wait, some... is it really? No. Okay. <laughs> Myth number one busted. <laughs> Case closed. Uh, I all I know is it's a location. Yeah. Uh, or in the ocean, yeah, around the ocean, yeah. Uh, that it seems to be uh, cursed. There's yeah. a there's a curse of some kind surrounding it. There's a bad there. There is a, a major bad, mm-hmm. um, and that bad affects planes and uh, ships and things yeah. like that. That's just things a that very vague there. description of a little bad area. I th- think right. this is like a funny one in that it's world famous, like so famous, big big like paranormal mystery, mm-hmm. but actually. People generally don't know any specific cases. The little deets. Yeah. Exactly. Deets. And that's, we love bringing you guys the little deets. God damn. You send us stuff you're interested in, and we bring you all the little deets and the little bits of info. That's right. You guys have busy lives. We, we get don't. that. We have empty lives. We don't do empty, shit. Empty, desperate, awful I wake lives. up in a pit of emptiness and despair every morning, and I fill that pit with paranormal stories. <laughs> I wake up at 3 p.m., dine a cold cup of instant ramen. <laughs> Open my late 90s laptop and start digesting paranormal facts. I wish I was a ghost. I wish I was dead. There's the ultimate mystery. Then around six, I uh, etch into my own skin another day alive in this miserable earth. And then get back to paranormal mystery. Praying to the only God I know that I'll hit a vein and end it. Right. Uh, sorry. A bit carried away there. Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle. All right. So the basics. Let's talk basics. The three points of the Bermuda Triangle are Florida, ding, Bermuda Island, ding, and Puerto Rico, ding. Wait, that's how big it is? Yeah, it's giant, dude. I thought it was three little islands, no, and it's just that triangle of that's, islands. That's a good point, actually. I don't know what our listeners like had in mind, right. but, but yeah, it's a giant area. This triangle arguably borders the east coast of America. Right, I thought it was a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad. Yeah, not good. And it's growing year on year. No. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about, you know, in um, movies where it's like the, uh, like a, a zombie virus is spreading yeah. and you're in like the war room of the Pentagon and it's like, this is the virus today. Within one week, it will have spread to the, the whole continent of the US. Yeah. And this is by the end of the month. This is the red. Like, the by 2015, system. the Bermuda Triangle will have engulfed the entire Earth and spread to the edges of the solar system. <laughs> it shows like alien life forms disappearing in airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we do not nuke it now, <laughs> Mr. President. Nuke. We need to nuke the Earth. Steve Christopherson is in the war room. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I'm just, that, I'm just, that I'm just can... entirely sure of the, the research you brought, brought to the table. Damn it, Steve! <laughs> what are these nukes for if not to nuke the ocean itself? must nuke the whales. <laughs> it's a vast area and it's responsible for literally thousands of missing people. So the best way to explore this paranormal case is to wind the clock forward from Columbus's experience to 1881. Still pretty long ago. Yeah. A ship, the Ellen Austin, is traveling its routine journey between London and New York, traveling by the Bermuda Triangle area, when in the distance the crew sees a ship coming their way. As it gets closer, they realize... It's just drifting. No one's even sailing it. So to inspect, they anchor up beside it and send sailors aboard this mysterious ship. I mean, this is just... It's like a ghost ship. This is Black Pearl, like, 
101, yeah. like Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. To the confusion, the ship is completely empty. There isn't a single person aboard. They decide to salvage the ship. You're not just going to let this ship go, like, AWOL into the distance. Unplumaged. Yeah. So they instruct some of their prize men to uh, aboard the ship and follow Seize them back. Seize the booty. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, as pirates would say. And follow them back to New York. But the story goes that while the Ellen Austin travelled home to New York, as usual, and waited on the arrival of their comrades, the mystery ship and its crew never arrived. So, guys, this is pre-internet, pre-conspiracy theories, 1881. We've got Columbus having mysterious circumstances and this ship, the Ellen Austin. Fast forward again. Captain Joshua Slocum was a world-famous sailor, the first man to sail solo around the globe. He built his own boat, the Spray, by hand-restoring a fishing vessel. He was basically the most qualified man on the seven seas, is what I'm trying to get Wait, at Wait, because here. he built a boat out of a fishing but, vessel? Yeah. That's like carving the spoon from a bigger spoon. Like, that's not, like, <laughs> that's not impressive. Clearly just a fisherman yeah, decided the, to change. Put a pirate flag hobby. on top <laughs> and call it, like, the SS fisherman or something. And he's like, brilliant, I'm, like, the smartest man on the seas now. <laughs> And in 1909, he left the East Coast United States, traveling south to Grand Cayman to spend his winter there. This meant traveling right through the heart of the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-mm. No. He never made it to the... I bet he didn't. <laughs> Sat nav it. City map that route. But he never made it to the island. He was never seen again. Fifteen years later, he was declared legally dead. Is in that how long it takes? In yeah, sea law? it took a long time. Jesus, I know. I think- feel like that's been amended nowadays, right? Like if you go missing at sea, yeah. I mean, instantly you're dead, yeah. basically. And yeah, I mean, it's like that show, The First 48. It's like, they give up after 48 hours. Oh, yeah, no one cares that much. I mean, what about this guy? Is he like a wife and kids or something? Did the smartest man on the oceans bear a child <laughs> to carry on the spray fortune? This is what I always say about, like, cyclists. But those people that travel crazy distances every day, I always say, it's like, what are you running from? What are you trying to get away oh, from? Oh, right, okay. Like, what family life are you trying to escape? Yeah, And this yeah. guy... Sailed around the world. No one is trying to get away from life as hard as he is. Okay? Yeah. Like, next step is suicide. Like after Well, he literally just willingly well, went into it. the curse ocean. So I'm going to go ahead and assume the family life wasn't all that cheesy. I do like to imagine that long ago, nearly 100 years ago, he kind of like laid out a map of the world. There's just a big skull over the Caribbean. He's like, yep, chart a course. <laughs> Are you sure you want to go back? Skull Island? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great beaches. Great beaches on Skull Island. You know, if you just go around, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And this leads us to one of the most famous Bermuda Triangle incidents. So fast forward once again, it's December 5th, 1945. A group of pilots in five U.S. military Avenger bombers take off from their base at Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They're all student pilots except their commander, Lieutenant Charles Taylor. It's a routine flight path. It was a ghastly man, sickle in hand in the cockpit. <laughs> he was, it was his idea to fly by Skull Island in the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. It's just like, I'm about to teach you kids the best lesson of all. <laughs> He's a defected kamikaze Japanese pilot. I will take these students. Yeah. I'll take them on a test flight, all right? It's just a routine flight path a few dozen miles out to sea. Perform a bombing drill, change direction, and circle back to base. But only 90 minutes into the journey, Lieutenant Taylor radios in that 
his compass isn't working. Uh oh. Flashback, flashback. Christopher Columbus says his compass wasn't working about 500 years previous. Yeah. Flash forward, flash forward. He says he believed that he was flying over the Florida Keys, and Lieutenant Cox, who's on the ground, urged him to fly north and back to base. But his Leave com- the curse zone! What? I got, go into the curse zone? Is that what you said? Is that what you said, Chief? <laughs> I mean, they've got bombs, right? Equipped? Uh huh. Bomb and drills? Yeah. Can you bomb a curse? Our curse is killed, destroyable, breakable. That's the thing that's what I meant to say. Breakable, breakable. I know. Curse. If you feel like back in the, you know, you see in like films and stuff, it's like, you know, maybe you need a shaman to cast a anti spell. Right. Break the curse. <laughs> I think you don't think it's called an anti spell. I think but... it's called an anti spell. <laughs> actually, I really do. But that was like low grade technology. Right, right, right. Now we have nukes. Yeah. Nuke, Nuke the curse. The curse. <laughs> Hashtag nuke the curse. Because <laughs> what is magic but bombs? Yeah. You know, like. Like listen, Mer- Merlin magic. Merlin was just throwing bombs. Essentially, that's all it was. That's true. He had like a staff mm. that he would put place on his shoulders and point at his enemies in RPG fashion. <laughs> Blast heat-seeking <laughs> spells. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. Like spells were just like guns before guns were invented. All right. Isn't that a, isn't that a thing though? Like uh, what what's the phrase? Science is magic. The uneducated. That's right. Yeah, I've never heard that because that's Everything. not what I believe. <laughs> yeah. I've, we've obviously never heard that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the podcast wouldn't exist. But his compass wasn't working, so his bearings were just totally off. So the further north and further east he flew, the further out to sea he and his students went. Oh, no. Two and a half hours later, he was obviously lost. Ground Control urged him to give control over to a student, but he refused. An hour later, the planes were blinking in and out of contact on the radio. By four hours after leaving, night's coming. A boat and a plane are dispatched to find... A boat and a plane are dispatched to guide the pilot home. A boat and a plane... <laughs> I feel like your compass isn't working. <laughs> I'm spinning around in my seat. A boat and a plane about... <laughs> He's gone mad. I can't find it. You're gonna have to say it eventually. We can't just skip this line. I know. Okay. Line's freaking hard, dude. A boat and a plane are (laughs) dispatched. We said it here first on the podcast. The range of the Bermuda Triangle is expanding. It's reached London. How long before it comes for your children, people? North of London. (laughs) Slightly north of London. They'd be stuttering in their boots. I don't know what the other effects of the curse are. So far, it seems to just be speech. Oh, I'm sweating so much. It's because this damn room is so hot. It is okay? mental London hot London is here, so hot. Yeah. The curse is trying oh, to burn us out. Oh, I feel very faint. <laughs> a plane and a boat are dispatched to guide the pilots home, but they find nothing. And even worse, the plane doesn't come back either. So the search Wait, party's the aren't coming search back. Party? The search party doesn't come back. Jesus, that's bad comms. I think, yeah, I think comms. <laughs> I mean, but that was the thing. Wasn't it like during the war, like radio... Pigeons. Like just oh no! Smoke Which signals were just. <laughs> By the next day, the authorities have no choice but to assume that Flight 19 declare ra- war on the sea. <laughs> they began firing wildly into the ocean. <laughs> just as we were joking about that, I mean, they did test nukes in the ocean, didn't they? Like, have you seen those videos? Holy shit! Do you think they were trying to nu- nuke the the? The That's curse? what I'm saying. I've seen all yeah, those videos yeah. where it's like, yeah, we just were dropping nukes in the Pacific Ocean. Did you ever see how rude that was? That they like sent like American troops in those battleships out to like, yeah, get like a few hundred meters away from the blast. See what happens. Do you ever see that? Like the tidal waves? Like just Yeah, I actually, I watched a documentary. It was, this is really like interesting and kind of sad documentary mm. about when they originally were testing nuclear bombs in an island. Um, I don't remember 
quite where it was, but this mm. is when it was kind of just like, let's just test them. They're just big yeah, explosions. Yeah, some shitty island somewhere. Yeah, and all the soldiers were brought out to, like, it was the same thing. They would they all live on the ships, like someone would live on the beach. And the whole uh, documentary, God, I need to find it because it was great. The whole documentary is this soldier there who was, like, narrating it. Mm. And he's talking about what a great time it was. You know, everyone was, like, having fun. You get to relax yeah. on the beach. They're Drinking dropping these coconuts. big bombs. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, <clears throat> and then Radioactive coconuts. Dude, that, he started talking about the fallout from it. Oh, no. And how bad it got and like all the people that died from it oh christ and then at the end it like finally reveals the guy who's narrating it and he's like super he's been really deformed <gasps> by the radiation it's heartbreaking it was really that. it was Whoa. so good but you were like they just had no idea what they were messing with you they know had no like, idea they really didn't it's, it's like cr- it's crazy like if you guys haven't if you listeners haven't seen that footage like i urge you look up that like early nuke test footage yeah. and they literally they blow up these bombs in like the nevada desert and they basically as soon as it explodes they just go like the troops just jump out of the trenches and just march towards the blast yeah you just I, never anything like that before yeah it's crazy whoa crazy. that was that's, a bit of a serious turn wasn't it anyway back to the iron fish <laughs> so by the next day the authorities had no choice but to assume that flight 19 ran out of fuel and crash landed into oh bullshit a, into Sorry. a st- <laughs> A bit too, a bit too excited. There, uh, continue. <laughs> and crash landed into a storm, crushed by fifty foot waves. Bullshit. Sorry. It, okay, keep going. Have you got a Have you got a point to make, or are you just kind of? No, I'm just skeptical. <laughs> Born you're just skeptical. a good character. The skeptical. <laughs> oh bullshit! <laughs> they were. I mean, I have no idea what it was, but bullshit. <laughs> I mean, all they had to do was fly east. So what happened? The next case I'm going to mention surrounding the Bermuda Triangle was the most deadly of all, though. In 1918, the U.S. Navy's USS Cyclops, I mean, already a weird, spooky name. Yeah. uh, Departing on a regular journey from Rio de Janeiro to uh, Baltimore, USA. Okay. Nothing weird. Just an ordinary journey through the Bermuda Triangle. Yep. Several days later, the Cyclops made a stop off in Barbados before embarking on the final leg of its journey north to Baltimore. But the USS Cyclops and its 306 crew members were never seen again. This is not fringe shit, people. This is hardcore facts. We have the documents, government records. A goddamn US naval ship and 306 crew members were like, just went... Jesus. Oh my God, it's here. (laughs) USS Cyclops in Rory's living room. Holy shit. This is why it's suspicious because usually people think it's uh, the government trying to cover up conspiracies. Yeah. But these conspiracies are happening to the government. Yeah, the government is like filing these, being like, anyone know what happened? (laughs) Please help us. This boat was extremely expensive. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually hoping to make it a restaurant one day. Uh, (laughs) If you could find it, that'd be dope. I know. I mean, like, cut to classic sci-fi scene where they start hiring paranormal investigators to investigate. Oh, that is that's my goal for the long term of this podcast is to eventually be invited into uh, murder scenes Mm. to help find out what happened. Basically, we want to be the new Mulder and Scully. Yes, we want to be do this podcast, but from the (laughs) FBI's podcast network. I love as well being like brought into the crime scene. So as you can see, the assailant was shot here. Bullshit. Uh, please, Mr. Powers, if you'll just refrain from offending the victim. Sure. Uh, I'm just weeping. Like we think it was a crime of passion. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His wife is actually in the other room. Or mistress. Oh my God. Get him out of here. <laughs> You're basically a tabloid writer. The police are like, God, I hope the other guy isn't as bad as this. You're just over there in the corner rubbing your fingerprints on everything. <laughs> 
I gotta get the sense. I'm trying to sense the creature that was here. <laughs> You're stabbing more people. <laughs> I gotta get a sense for where the. Where I the wanna know where his was head at. was at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabbing Ever heard of method back. acting? If you're oh. in the force and require backup, <laughs> we are readily available. Please please email us in and we'll respond in a timely matter. However, I would point out that the Cyclops was carrying a cargo of metal ore, which was, it was considered overloaded when it left Brazil. Additionally, the captain said that before they left, the starboard engine was die. broken. <laughs> hey everyone, uh, great journey ahead. Um, fire exits on your left and right. Um, I'm going down and taking you all with me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, enjoy the catering and let's have a great ride. I've loaded this up with an unbearable amount of iron. We'll be sinking from the dock onward. It'll be a slow decline. I mean, my ankles are wet. He tried to do the um, Captain Jack Sparrow thing where he arrives at the next port just as the boat is sinking. He He made it two feet and it just capsized. Titanic style snapped in half. Orchestra going down with the ship. This was not as I planned. Everyone's like, well, the captain's going down with the captain swimming back to shore in Brazil. <laughs> it's like, we'll never know what happened to the Cyclops. Isn't it sinking out there? It's a mystery. A real mystery. 306 <laughs> dead men floating stomach down in the harbor. Additionally, the USS Cyclops had two sister ships, the Proteus and Nereus, which both sank in totally separate circumstances, so they might have just been shitty ships. Right, okay. They they didn't sink in circumstances close to the Bermuda Triangle. No. Right. (laughs) Just Just in general. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. And the list of victims just goes on and on. Every year, without fail... 
planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, not automobiles, presumably. Not automobiles. <laughs> enter the mysterious triangle and never return. So what's going on? There are several different schools of thought here. So one commentary that we're seeing across some of these stories is that in each story, navigation equipment stops working. Right. Christopher Columbus's compass back in 1492 just starts spinning around in a big circle. So magnets, I guess, rely on the Earth's magnetic magic field. Powers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of off topic. Yeah. yeah. So they rely on the Earth's magnetic field. So it's a magic field. Yeah. Magnets are drawn to magic. Yeah. The North Pole being the most magical place on Earth, <laughs> a.k.a. that's where Santa, Santa is. Yes, yeah. You know, see, you know, you Goblin know. Goblin yeah. Santa. So, you know there's a magnetic North and a true North. So, de- actually, depending on where you are in the Earth, there can be up to a 20-degree variation on what North actually is. This is actually changing by one-fifth of a degree every year. Like, magnetic North that you get on your compass is not super accurate is what we're trying to say here but wait then what about the north star how does that work in correlation with a north that's constantly shifting by degrees the north star would be more in relation to true north because Ah, true north is the literal like center of the globe on the top earth okay whereas magnetic magnorthic please magnorthic excuse me (laughs) magnorthic earth is (laughs) magnorthic earth is determined by some sort of electromagnetic field surrounding the earth okay because that's why the magnet pin is drawn to it yeah and it's not drawn to the like center of the top of the exactly earth, like yeah okay. and like they say that magnorthic earth flips every like fifty thousand years or something it just completely 180s wow so we have some scientific basis here that it's possible ships could have entered the bermuda triangle and their compass just starts playing up due to the geography of where they are. What I would say to that is that's not a sexy enough answer, so let's go deeper. Yeah, here we go. What if it's more powerful in effect than the magnetic changes, fluctuations in the Earth's magnetic field? What if there's some alien shit that's tampering with electronics in this region? I like this. Is the Bermuda Triangle a giant receiver for UFO communications? People have suggested that there could be electromagnetic disruption caused by something in the sea, at the bottom of the sea. Mm. We know that that Atlantis, throwback to another episode, was thought to have been an advanced ancient race. So did they use energy crystals, is what I'm saying, to power their civilization that are now underneath the sea and disrupting technology above the ocean? I mean, where did energy crystals come from? Is that that something that's established? What's, What's throwing all these electronic navigation systems out of whack there's some sort of powerful electronic system force underneath the sea that's just blasting everything out of out of whack and i guess they think what would that be well maybe if there is an underwater civilization maybe they had something super powerful some energy source kind of like the way we have nuclear power stations now it's like these weird just spots in the earth where we're generating massive astronomical levels of energy yeah and i know what you're thinking this seems far-fetched but unlike some of these other theories there might be some evidence to back it up i cannot wait to hear this i, I brought with me a crystal my face starts melting <laughs> In 2001, off the coast of eastern Cuba, marine engineer Pauline Zelitsky discovered, along with the Cuban government, some mysterious geometric stone structures about 2,000 feet underneath the sea. Oh. When they scanned the region with sonar, they reconstructed an image that you can Google at home. So I urge everyone to look up the Cuban underwater city. I'm going to show you this, Roy, in just a second. There's goddamn pyramids underneath the sea. Wait, what? 
You look at those images and tell me there aren't energy crystals inside those pyramids. <laughs> How can I know if there's energy crystals inside of the pyramids? <laughs> what I'm showing you here is image reconstructions of the sonar that was taken by the Cuban government and these marine researchers. Okay. Feast your eyes on this. Uh, hand it over here. My God, mm. it's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, legends are true. Uh, okay. Well, damn. That's underneath the ocean of the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, there's no, there's no, I don't really have like a reference to scale it to. Like there's not a penny in the shot that I yeah, can compare I mean, it to a man's thumb or yeah, something. Yeah, compare you know? it to the Great Pyramids of Ancient Egypt. <laughs> I'm not going to compare that. How about that? Uh, it definitely does look fishy. Uh, you're underselling this. There are pyramids <laughs> underneath. How are you not seeing this, dude? There are I mean, pyramids under it. the ocean. I'm seeing Look at it. that. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't Everyone know. Everyone at home, stop being a goddamn jerk like Rory and Google this shit. It does It does look like an underwater city. I mean, that's not a natural formation. No, 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 no. This is this is made by human or alien. Absolutely. Um, I'd love to know where in like relation to land this is. Mm. If this is at a, a point where it could have quite have clearly fallen into the sea or like yeah. water levels could have easily risen above it. This is one of the bones of contention regarding the Cuban underwater city. If you look up this, it is legit. It was like covered in Nat Geo, major publications, but scientists are like very divided over it because on the one hand, we have these obviously not natural formations. On the other hand, it's 2000 feet underneath the sea. The ocean has not risen that much in a really reasonable time frame. Okay. I mean, it might have risen that much like when the dinosaurs were around or something, but right. but not since humans or yeah. anything like that was kicking about. So people are very reluctant to give in to that being a possibility. So one of the speculations is maybe was there some sort of earthquake or tectonic shift and that caused it to rapidly like drop, yeah. go underneath but, but the remain ocean. intact? That's yeah, cool. it's definitely fishy. All right, so you say there's a, a rift in the scientific community, like half mm -hmm. people being on its side and half against. All right, let's play it out. You're a scientist. You've made this discovery. I'm a skeptical scientist. I'm one of the ones that don't want to move past it. So you, you come to me and explain it to me. Explain to me what you found. Okay. Do it. Okay, <clears throat> I like it. Well, George, you'll never believe what I found this time. I have proof for you for once. And I'm going to get in that journal of yours this time, <laughs> whether you like it or not. What we have found. What we have found. We found an underwater city. Energy crystals. Fish people. You look at these images and you tell me these are... This isn't an underwater civilization. I think you should let this go, David. <laughs> this is clearly not real. No, you... I am a human scientist, and I believe you should move past it for your own species benefit. Your journal will take this once and for all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why do you always get the last say? Why does no one respect me like they respect you? Just because you found the power crystal pyramids at the bottom of the ocean. What did you say? I said pyramids. <laughs> my species does not make mistakes. I meant my human species. <laughs> Foiled yet again. <laughs> Shut down by the journal. Go back to your office, little bitch. Oh, fine. <laughs> I love that. He's just having a conversation with a nine foot scientist with giant glowing eyes. And you're like, one day I'll make it in that journal of yours. <laughs> He's so focused on the competition. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what about my next paper? There's been animals abducted. Move on, David. <laughs> Move past it. Humans aren't interested in your quarrels. <laughs> yeah, stick to researching soil. Yeah. So there's a rift in the community. 
uh, I admit, this is just one theory and it's based on, you know, some evidence, but a good degree of speculation. But there is one man who actually claims to have entered the eye of the storm and survived, to have clawed back from the brink of destruction inside the triangle. His name is Bruce Gernon. It was a clear morning and Bruce takes off in a plane from Andros Island in the Bahamas. He can't help but think about the cloud formations that day. There were lenticular clouds, which looked like big UFOs, with soft, silky edges. Oh, how coincidental. Yeah, but they do. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm going out now. But the weird thing was, like, they're not that unusual, but they're usually at very high altitudes, but not today. He was flying with his father and a friend, and they flew over the cloud. But... No sooner had he passed it by when the clouds started changing shape slowly, reaching around their flight path, pulling him into the eye of a hurricane. Flying through the thick cloud, he struggled to find a way out, no room above it or below it. But eventually he saw a tunnel in the cloud, like a light at the end of the tunnel. He could see kind of blue skies. It must have been 10 miles long. Taking a chance, he dove into it, expecting to exit in approximately three minutes for travel time. Instead, he just passed through the tunnel in seconds. But there was no blue sky. He was in a grey fog that spread out for miles and miles. All of his electronics were totally fried. His compass just spun around and around slowly. Eventually, the radio kicked back in, and he called the air traffic controller in Florida. They said he had just vanished off the radar, but was now just coming into sight in Miami Beach. Impossible, he thought. How could he have arrived so soon? He had only been in the sky minutes. And when he landed, he checked his fuel. There was way too much fuel left in the tank. He had jumped ahead in time and space. Oh my gosh. He calls this the electric fog. People claim to have witnessed it and seen portals through the cloud that he described. We do know that funnel clouds exist. You can Google those folks. They look totally bizarre, but they're very rare. And I don't know if there's any other reports necessarily of flying through them. Right, that's just a look, presumably, right? But we do know that, I mean, there's thunderclouds. Is it possible they could create conditions that fry electronics, create a wind tunnel kind of effect, and push Bruce through the tunnel at breakneck speed? Mm. Because if you remember, like, during the war, pre-discovering the jet stream, that, like, totally threw their flight paths and bombs out of whack because they had no idea there was this, like, super fast airflow yeah at a very high altitude so i mean it's not outside the realms of possibility that i mean literal like forks of lightning come out of the sky that those could fry your electronics that there could be a wind tunnel effect that gave him a crazy like wind i think if, if it was like a little boost that might be okay mm. but god like flying in across oceans in minutes mm. i mean that's well that's he pretty. in that instance he did think he would get through the cloud in three minutes and he instead went through in a few seconds okay so that's like not, that's too, not too crazy bad yeah that's what i kind of garnered from bruce and he's written about this since he doesn't seem to be making any compared to what we've talked about in the podcast right he's not making <laughs> out, like outstandingly ridiculous claims yeah he's an honest guy he's, yeah, he's you know a, he doesn't want to make a big, big deal out of it. Yeah, he's a know. pilot he's, he's, he's smart pilot. yeah bullshit <laughs> <laughs> get him in <laughs> How high were you, sir, when you flew? I only had three edibles. So, as I say, these are just a taste of the hundreds of cases of missing people. They they think that the Bermuda Triangle has claimed over a thousand lives over the last, like, hundred years. Is that including those shitty boats that just fucking Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Two drips into the ocean. (laughs) 
Something's going on here, folks. But the question is, is it paranormal? Hmm. And that's the only question that matters. Absolutely. In terms of Bruce's uh, situation, you know, it happens a lot in uh, paranormal stories where people are allegedly, quote unquote, abducted by aliens. Mm. What happens to them is they just lose pockets of time Yeah. where, you know, they'll be driving down the street and then... Um, you know, they'll see something up in the clouds and be like, that's weird. And then yeah. they'll keep on driving. And then they'll look down at the clock and it's like three hours of time has passed. Yeah. And it's like, what? What just happened? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not really jumping any certain amount of distance. They've just had a stroke or <laughs> they, they just blacked awful. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what's kind of interesting about him is because he would have died. He would have died. Yeah. His like he obviously just smashed into the rocks. He obviously was completely copus mentis the entire time. What, what do his, um, you said he was with his father or friend yeah. or something like that? I mean, like, I, I, I don't aliens. know. I don't know. <laughs> Triangles Keep driving, Bruce. <laughs> it was the two, don't look down. It was the two bickering scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to see some evidence of these aliens. No, we won't. Shut the blinds. No. Yeah. <laughs> Keep driving, Bruce. It's like we we said when we were talking about curses, Mm. okay? So bad things happen to people all the time. Yes. But as soon as someone says something like there's a curse, that means that every time from that point on, if something happens, you're like, it's the curse. Yes. You know? People die in the ocean all the time. Boats crash like, like freaking... All the time, all the days, planes yeah. as well. Not so much anymore, but like back like 1800 and stuff, it was a pretty regular occurrence, I would have assumed. Mm. Um, so, I mean, they could have happened anywhere in the ocean. Yeah. But I think because of the Bermuda Triangle having the reputation it does, if anything happens in that area, yeah. it's like, it's the Bermuda Triangle curse. And it's a pretty generous area. I think statisticians would probably make that case and say that the number of deaths and missing people is not statistically that different right on the know. scale of how many people have died at sea exactly that's probably quite yeah, because a small it, if number. we're saying a thousand people have died in like let's say the last even 50 years yeah there it's like well yeah i mean that's a large portion of ocean how many people have died in the sea the rest of the ocean the of the yeah yeah it's a lot of people <laughs> Uh, I now we usually come to a conclusion at the end of our episodes, right? And I'm going to base some of my conclusion on some research I'm going to do right now on the fly. Jesus, because uh, you didn't do your damn job. That's ir- irresponsible as hell. Uh, what I'm going to do is find out where exactly America was nuking in the ocean. Yeah, and see if it do. has any damn, correlation to the Bermuda Triangle. What are they trying to kill? What are they trying to shut down? Where did America? Nuke. I'm just going to put in a sound effect be a of a nuke slowly falling on us. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the, like, just numbers, like, like flat numbers of, like, how many nukes each country has dropped, it's astonishing. Like, you've no idea. In fact, I'm going to look it up right now. I mean, that's not going to be good for the Earth, is it? No. Like, that's bad. That was back when people were, like... Eating tobacco. Like, I was going to say, like, wanting children to die. were smoking. Yeah. Like, people had no idea. They just did not care. Now we got to deal with it. Thanks, guys. Folks at home, you can guess for yourselves. Think in your head. Think of a number of how many nukes you think have been dropped on planet Earth. Think of a number in your head right now. Okay, well, the answer is 2,120. Good Lord. Wow. I don't know. So we just looked at a map there, but it doesn't seem like at any point America or any country was specifically targeting the Bermuda area with nuclear weapons. I'm not sure what we were expecting. I don't know. Yeah, like a <laughs> smiley face or like a warning message written out in nuke drops. Yeah, you can only see from space. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I mean, you, you've investigated obviously more than I have. So mm-hmm. where, where, where do you kind of land on this? Yeah, it definitely seems like a treacherous part of the ocean. You were pretty into those pyramids. 
Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, dude. All right. I'm level. Sell it okay. to me. Sell it to me. All I'm saying is those okay. are legit pyramids. Yeah, That's weird. I mean, yeah, That's they are. weird. But to be fair, I'm more excited about the pyramids than I am about their connection to the Bermuda Triangle. I like, right. It's kind of a jump. I mean, we both earlier on um, in the running of this podcast agreed that Atlantis was real. Yeah. So we're already sold in that idea. So there's no going back now. We might as well say yeah, as well the pyramids and the power crystals are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, actually, how the perception of the Bermuda Triangle plays in to more incidents happening. Yeah. There was a recent case, I believe in 2015 or so, very That's recently. worryingly recent. Yeah. Uh, a ship called the El Faro. And the ship was reported missing after being caught in a hurricane off the southern coast of the Bahamas. So that's not necessarily paranormal. No. Um, that's just sad. <laughs> I mean, it's a borderline tragedy. 33 crew uh, missing, mostly American. Yeah, wives um, and kids. So yeah. b- believers in the paranormal have kind of attached to this and said, well, this is in line with the Bermuda Triangle. Author and self-proclaimed paranormal expert, Jeff Belanger. Jeff said, who sails a cargo ship into a Category 4 hurricane? You wonder if the legend of the Bermuda Triangle played a part and if the El Faro captain said, I'll be damned if I'm going in. Which actually, I think, Jeff, that's a really astute observation. He's not saying there's anything paranormal about the thing going missing. He's just like, I think this guy got spooked and wanted to go through the hurricane before he wanted to go through the triangle. Right, okay. Which, yeah. But inadvertently just died. Killed 33 yeah. people, yeah, yeah, 100%. He's like, okay, we got two routes ahead of us here. Uh-huh. One of them, uh-huh. one of them is a hurricane. Uh-huh. All right. Not good for sailing, uh-huh. not good for boats. No. The other option, though, is the triangle itself. Y- yeah, well, I mean, right. it's, it's open seas. It's, it's uh, The weather looks great. Right, cursed Open seas. I mean, it's just here. So Are you here. thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. We'll say absolutely. it on three. One, One two, two, three. three. The Bermuda hurricane. Train. What? What? Hard cut to you on the plank and like me and <laughs> 300 sailors like poking you off. <laughs> you don't even get to jump into the ocean. The hurricane just lifts you off the plank. <laughs> Sailing. Everyone on the deck is just hovering in this tornado. <laughs> We're all chained down at this point. <laughs> it was funny. So, I mean, the... the I guess even the myth itself is killing people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Essentially. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm actually pretty torn. On the one hand, as you, you saw that Wikipedia list, a lot of people have died in this thing. Yeah, in some suspicious circumstances too. And on the other hand, uh, it's freaking Hurricane uh, County. Yeah, it, it's, it's the like, ocean. It's, It'll also I kill mean, you. It's the goddamn Caribbean. It's like it, just times of year, they're gonna, it's going to mm. get crazy. So I think if we're to start drawing any conclusions... Where do you come down? I would have liked to see more of the paranormal side of this mystery. Uh, we saw some light with Christopher Columbus. Yes. Uh, we've seen some compasses yes. being interfered with. But aside from we've that... We've seen pyramids and crystals go on. Yeah, it's, it's a spread out. This is a wide net of paranormal, yeah. paranormal uh, goings on. And I would almost rather it be a concise, consistent effect. Narrative. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think this is... Maybe people's imagination playing into the rumors and the legends a little Mm -hmm. bit here. I'm going to go ahead and say that this one, the curse, the legend of the Bermuda Triangle, is not real. And that's after seeing the pyramids. (laughs) Bullshit. Bullshit, dude. (laughs) He's completely flipped. He really (laughs) believes in all this. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm saying not real. I'm not, it's my my profession on the line. You know, I got to stay true to my little paranormal heart. So not real. <laughs> Tiny, cold, Tiny, icy. cold, dead, lifeless paranormal heart. <laughs> Stolen by a ghost years ago. <laughs> Stolen by a hot ghost years ago. <laughs> Sexy she-devil of a ghost. Yeah, it's a tough one. As you say, this is so broad, mm. we may never know. And for that reason... Jesus, it could be it, there could be some bizarre effect that no one's even speculated yet. Yeah, but I think with the data that we got to work with, I'm saying not real. Yeah, unfortunately, we've had a couple weeks of not reals now. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame. I might I might you know purposefully throw a, a questionable one in there because yeah. it's always fun to do the ones. I'm always torn because I I want a good podcast. I want like a lot we can chat about and a lot of like comedy yeah. mixed with good paranormal uh, history. Uh, but then if you want to just do comedy, a lot of the time it's like uh, like the goblins, the Killikens out of <laughs> goblins, you know, things you're like, this isn't real. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll mix it up next week and get like a real. I don't think you've got to worry because I feel like with every episode, as we get more and more experience in this field, our IQ just drops. Plummets. Like, just more and more and more. I mean, if today's episode was anything to go by, our brains are melting in our skulls. I mean, my God. <laughs> so I think as time goes on, we're probably going to see like a crazy exponential rise in yeah. true paranormal events we'll probably even start backtracking to older stories <laughs> and confirming them as real so i think that about wraps it up for the mystery of the bermuda triangle in this episode mm-hmm. but if you happen to have traveled in that region if you've heard first-hand tales hell second-hand tales hell internet creepypastas <laughs> Of the Bermuda Triangle. We're not picky people. <laughs> you must have read that by now. Please email them in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Getting Absolutely. some great submissions there at the moment. Replying to everyone that's emailing in. And we're going to soon start, you know, dealing with a few more of those um, cases. Yeah, those pod. requests. Yeah, it's been some really good ones so far. Also, just some really lovely, nice feedback from people emailing in. Glad to hear so many people are really enjoying the podcast. Damn means right. a lot to us. Took Damn some right. fuel in the old paranormal uh, Ghostbuster mobile. The What, what did they drive? I think, it was, I think it was a VW bus. <laughs> I think it was an old station wagon. <laughs> That was a paranormal car of all time. Um, yeah, so if you have your own mysteries, absolutely send them in. And also, if you want to support the podcast, spread the word. Tell your friends. Show it to your family. Like, Damn right. Like, find a speaker system and just blast it. Like, the, do a Beatles. Go up on a roof and just yeah, start blasting boy. this paranormal life. Absolutely. When it comes to, you know, a loved one's uh, birthday, if it comes to a holiday, Christmas, shit like that. Um, you know, you're thinking of gift ideas. Get them a mother <laughs> iPhone 7 Plus maxed out stats. Yes, we're talking £1,200 a pop just so you can download the podcast app and fire up this paranormal life. Absolutely. I, I couldn't yeah, agree with dude. that more. Couldn't agree with it more. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Tune in next week for another paranormal tale. See you later. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.